Dog is away, so Maddie Ike will play. It's Big Dog Ball Talk. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the NBA Finals. Finally here, uh, and finally here because we're a little bit tardy. Uh, once again, apologies to everybody for our infrequent uh, uploading schedule and infrequent host, Jordan Flegel, uh, not with us today, uh, doing his best impression as a frontline worker today. Thank you, Jordan, for your service, but uh, you know he, he won't be joining us, unfortunately, so you'll be able to get all of his finals picks and predictions after game one uh you know of course once we we, we all will know exactly how things are going to pan out after game one so anything he says has no validity no uh no legitimacy and it's pretty much just cheating but i've got the real picks for you the big dog here matt eichborn and we're gonna dive right into it but first before we talk about the finals let's recap the conference finals a potentially historic game seven in a city full of history boston massachusetts it's uh a quite the setting Everybody's expecting big things from uh, the the Jays out there in Boston, and unfortunately, that's just not how things went there for uh, those Celtics fans. Jason Tatum rolling his ankle on the very first possession of the game, uh, and then, of course, Jalen Brown not being able to dribble the ball with his left hand, uh, something that you would think a guy who's potentially going to be up for a uh, a well over $50 million Supermax contract in his, uh, his free agency class. It's it's a little bit troubling, to say the least, if you're a, a Celtics fan, to, to think about what this team has done, where they finished, uh, where they came from. It's a disappointing end of the season. when you, when you Whenever you come into any season as the title favorites, they were the title favorites from start, start to now, uh, you know, start of the playoffs, and no matter what, they still had a great season. They did a lot of great things. There's a lot to be proud of for this team, but... At the end of the day, when you don't make the NBA Finals, you don't capture the Larry O'Brien trophy, you don't reach your ultimate potential, this is really when you kind of get the litmus test on the toughness, the mental toughness of a team uh, down the stretch of a season, because this is going to be tough for them to deal with. This is a tough pill to swallow. Obviously, you know, maybe some other factors at play, you know, with the Tatum ankle injury, which uh, I'm going to touch upon a little bit here uh, as we go, but honestly this this game no matter what i think was the the heats to win they just wanted it more they looked like the hungrier team they looked like they were really just trying to alpha dog the 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 celtics from start to finish and and that's really what happened uh i mean the the i said it in uh you know where we were recapping game six previewing this game seven i said if they shoot as badly as they did in game six from the perimeter they had no chance of winning this game and uh what happens once again couldn't hit a three-pointer to save their life. Uh, I believe it was 0 for 13 in the first quarter. Uh, barely hit any in the second half. You know, in the fourth quarter, once the game was already out of hand, they hit a few. But horrible, horrible three-point shooting uh, from the Celtics the whole game, the whole series. And even the regular season, not still the strongest perimeter shooting team. But you would think they'd have enough guys who, they, they shoot enough threes. They should be good. I mean, Jalen Brown, you can't shoot to save your life. Uh, I think we've kind of discovered this. Uh, kind of a, a one-trick, two-way pony uh, here. Uh, you know, he's yeah, a ferocious defender. But he was absent from the, the scoring department this series. It, he was he was irrelevant. I mean, Caleb Martin was outplaying him start to finish, which is insane. I, 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 don't, uh, I, I don't really understand... I, I guess I do. The more that I talk about it, the more I do understand Jalen Brown and his and his kind of struggles as of late because he just doesn't have that bag yet. He kind of plays uh, similar to LeBron where he just relies so much on his athleticism and his toughness and his size and his strength that when you get to the playoffs and your body's starting to get a little bit tired, but you go up against a guy like a Jimmy Butler uh, or a Martin uh, or even you know a Max Drews, a lot of these dogs that they've got over here on the, on the Miami Heat, 
they will wear you down physically uh, and they're not going to back down to your physicality. And I think that's when people get tested and that's when they realize that, okay, you know what, I might be a top 1% athlete, but I've got to get better as a, as a you know, a basketball player, something that uh, I know Flegel uh, always preaches to, to these players, you know, develop your bag before you uh, focus just on your athleticism. And this is one of those situations. A lot of players on the Heat, you know, fit this bill too. Uh, you know, it's not a one-man uh, team, you know, Jalen Brown. Could have been better, but uh, you know, so could have a lot of other players on the Celtics. Like it's, uh, it, it, it was a uh, you know, Derek White. I thought had a had a fine effort here, but uh, you know, I, I mentioned it before. You know, Jason Tatum, not a great game. I'm calling a little bit of bullshit on this rolled ankle. Uh, it was like if you if you hooped at really any level, even if you fucking play pickup in your garage, everyone who's ever played the game of basketball has rolled an ankle just like Jason Tatum did. I have no idea why he can just walk it off. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, you know his ankles are a little more taped up, busted up than uh, the average Joe Schmo here. But that wasn't anything serious. That really wasn't. I didn't see anything that indicated that uh, you know that was a break or a sprain or like it was a bad rule. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. But he should have been able to walk it off. He ended up sitting out for a couple minutes in that first quarter around the end of the quarter. That should be fine. That should be enough. I think it really got into his head. I think he got into his head, the pressure of the moment, the pressure of the crowd, and he just wasn't built for that moment. And I think a lot of people forget how young Tatum and Brown are. You know, both 26 and younger. The This duo is so accomplished so quickly that we're ho- we're holding them to a very high degree of uh, mental toughness, something that I, you know, I started this whole conversation surrounding. The mental toughness of this team is just going to continue to get better. A loss like this is going to really tell them that you know they had what it took to beat the Heat. They could have done it, but they dropped the ball those first three games. They know now they can't take any games off. It doesn't matter if you're playing an 8C. It doesn't matter if you're favored to win the championship. They had a lot to overcome in this playoff run, and obviously they didn't have enough. They didn't have what it uh, took to be a championship team, and it's the same thing that happened last year. They still are missing that. And while I would have hoped... At this point, you know, having played in so many big games and uh, so many historic matchups, uh, a lot of high-pressure scenarios, there hasn't been that much improvement in those, uh, you know, those situations for uh, you know your star tandem of uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So, I, I think that this is the kick in the pants, and this is next season is pretty much deciding whether they can pursue you know a championship future with this duo i don't think you blow it up this offseason like i i think that you can build with those two i think that the surrounding cast might need to be fiddled with a little bit as as we move on I, i think that a creative offensive talent that can really get their own shot would be amazing you know let let jason tato be your primary number one but take some of that scoring pressure off of Jalen Brown I mean his his agent had, uh, isn't gonna like it you know his stats uh, might might drop a little bit there but really he he doesn't have that bag and while he's developing it you might as well at least get someone else out there that can really go and hunt their own shot create for themselves and maybe even create uh, you know spacing opportunities for Jalen Brown you know just to cut to the rim get easy buckets you know play to his strengths naturally uh, and you know you've got Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon who are, are good players, but they're not going to be the players that you need to, to, to do that role. If you can trade in one of those guys, get somebody decent. I mean, uh, a, a guy who I uh, I talked to Flegel off air about that, you know, he, he's been rumored uh, in, in trades and, you know, they probably would have to give up both Brown and, and uh, Brown, uh, both Brogdon and Smart uh, potentially in a deal to, to make everything work. But if they could go after Trey Young, I mean, 
Trey Young, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown would be uh, an intriguing uh, big three. It would take a lot of that load off of Jalen Brown. They'd finally have a go-to scorer, a, a better playmaker as well, something that the Celtics have been struggling to try and find uh, in, in Smart and Brogdon for the, the last couple seasons. So I, I, I think that might be you know a, a bit of a, a glass-half-full outlook, but you could get scores. There are guys out there that are, are, are just chomping at the bit to be on a championship contending team where they can just fit that old school Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford build where they can come in there and just score. Uh, so I, I think that, that that's really the biggest look ahead for me when I, I'm looking at the Celtics. I don't think you, uh, you rebuild here. I think you retool. Don't make any drastic, drastic changes, but the team's not getting uh, any younger when it comes to the role players. So maybe start trying to load up there on that front end uh, and go for broke next year because who knows if this team will ever win a championship with this duo. Uh, and at this point, you have two uh, two really close finishes back-to-back years. Next year, it's championship or bust. But uh, congratulations to the, to the Celtics for a, a, a great season nonetheless. Uh, obviously, they didn't go out the way that they wanted to, but that's not the way that uh, the cookie crumbles every single time. So let's move on, though, to the present day. Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets, NBA Finals. And it's a great one. Like I... I, I I know there's been a lot of discourse, a lot of talk in the NBA media about whether or not this is an entertaining, whether this is a exciting NBA Finals. And I don't know how you couldn't feel that this is exciting. Uh, this is great for the league, both in the sense that you have new teams, new star players coming in there to try to lead the, lead the limelight. Uh, you have a two-time MVP, one of the greatest players to ever play, and, uh, and Nikola Jokic. You have... Jimmy Butler, who's been a multi-time All-Star, uh, you know, former Finals uh, appearance as well against LeBron James and the Lakers in 2020 in the bubble. This has so much star power, so much potential for uh, amazing matchups. You know, the the incredible, fast-moving, uh, ball ball ball-moving offense of the the Nuggets up against the the, the gritty and grind-out Miami Heat defense. Like this is going to be a, a great showcase of what. NBA basketball can be, uh, and I, I, I'm ready to give my official predictions on this series, uh, but let me start with a little bit of discourse, what I think might make the X factor in this this entire series. First up, you know, we got to talk about Caleb Martin, potentially a snub for the Eastern Conference MVP, not that those are real awards, nobody gives a fuck, uh, I mean, if 20 years down the line, uh, my, my kid comes up to me and starts saying, oh, well, you know, uh, LeBron James never won an Eastern Conference MVP, I'm not going to give a shit, uh, but Caleb Martin has been insane, just absolutely insane. Uh, the, I think everybody knows that at this point. Uh, you know, watching him in that Game Seven against the Celtics, he was maybe the best player on the court that night, uh, and was the best player uh, for the Heat in multiple games throughout that series. Uh, you know, usually in the losses, he was the the better player. But I mean, that maybe just speaks to the importance of Jimmy Butler. But you know, you can't understate Caleb Martin and uh, his importance to this team. And if he can continue playing at the pace that he's been playing at throughout the playoffs. He might equal the production of Michael Porter Jr. on the Nuggets, and those are really the big X factors. Those third scoring options that uh, the, the, that the both teams are going to be looking for, and they, if they can score at will, if they can just hit the shots on the limited chances that they're given throughout the finals, those guys are the ones that could potentially swing the tides in their team's favor. And you know, the odds makers really have this one as a you know a, a, a short series, five and a half games is what the lines at right now. I think the over on that is is a is found money. Uh, I don't think there's any way the Heat, like the Heat are huge underdogs as well going into this, but there's no way the Heat are going to be dropped in five games. That just doesn't doesn't compute in my brain why uh, you know the I mean the Nuggets obviously coming off a lot of rest, but 
Uh, you know, if anyone's listened to this one prior to game one, hammer the heat eight and a half, cover that spread. The 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 team that sets and rests usually gets the rust. So I'm I I expect you know even at altitude to, to see the, pit, uh, the the heat come out there and kind of get out there in front of the face of the Nuggets and really run them into the ground because they're still ready for these intense uh, high pressure matchups. Whereas the Nuggets have been watching from the couch for the last week. Uh, but I digress. Caleb Martin and MPJ are going to decide the series, and it, it. I think MPJ has played consistently from the regular season, first tip-off, all the way to now. Uh, you know what you're going to get with him. Good amount of rebounds, hit a couple deep threes, uh, You know, maybe even make a, cu- a couple tough middies if he has to. Uh, and, and, and he's a gifted you know, athlete as well, more physical than uh, on, on the offensive side, that is, than Caleb Martin, but definitely lacks in the defensive intensity and actual defensive s- skill set that Caleb Martin brings. Uh, but... Caleb Martin is matching his offense, so those two, it really, it, it really could decide the series. I, I don't know if Caleb Martin's going to be able to pick it up and you know continue this crazy uh, you know playoff hero pace that he's on, but uh, it, it's certainly possible. But uh, the other kind of side of this coin uh, that we've mentioned, you know, uh, you know, we've talked about Jimmy Butler, we've talked a little bit about uh, you know uh, Caleb Martin here and MPJ. But what about Jamal Murray? Another kind of unsung hero outside of uh, Butler and Jokic that you know he he played so many. Another guy who could have potentially won the conference uh, finals MVP, as mentioned uh, in our, our last podcast for the Western Conference. But Jamal Murray just always getting up for these big games, always producing at a, a high level at a, an All NBA rate, uh, and this is going to be a maybe a superstar making series for him if the Nuggets can pull this out as well as him playing well and. He's going to be tough for the Heat to shut down. I mean, those, that, that Heat backcourt and the Heat uh, defensive game plan has uh, worked wonders, as we saw in the, the Boston Celtics series. You know, they were really on top of things, uh, be providing you know irritation to the the ball handlers of uh, of the Celtics. Uh, and all like, like as great as they've done, and as much as I've seen the results throughout the playoffs, I don't know if they can handle Jamal Murray. This is going to be their toughest task, uh, especially uh, for an offensive guard at this point, even you know, including James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Uh, because Jamal Murray has just been more consistent. He has been, uh, you know, a, a 27 points per game score, 26 points per game score consistently throughout the playoffs. They haven't faced a guy who's ready to do that every single night at the at the lead guard position. So I'm looking at Jamal Murray to have a huge series here and really, like, I, I know I was talking about the swinging the tides at the, the small forward position there between Martin and uh, MPJ, but really Murray is going to win this series, I think, uh, for my pick, the Denver Nuggets, uh, to, to win the, the, the NBA championship this year. I, I, I don't think he'll win the finals MVP by any means. Uh, you know, I'm going to get to Jokic just here in a, in a few seconds, but Jamal is going to trounce the production of Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, pretty much every backcourt player that the, the Heat can send out. They're going to struggle to keep up with the pace that Murray's going to set he's a tough guy he likes the physical battles he likes the shit talk he likes getting into those gritty situations he's not going to back down to these guys he they're not going to break him mentally uh I I see Jamal getting in the face of the defense taking it to the rim as well as you know using that uh patented jump shot that he's perfected over the years I I really do think that Murray is going to make his uh make some big offseason money as well with this uh that down the line uh and I, I, I'm fully, fully, fully invested on any over for Jamal Murray uh, as well throughout the series. I look for him to feast uh, against the Heat. And uh, they're, they're maybe not the, uh, let's just say, let's say the undrafted guys. Uh, that's the, the best way to put it for me. Uh, that's what everybody likes to mention. But talking about a guy who was nearly undrafted, Nikola Jokic, uh, 
his matchup with Bam Adebayo, that's another one to look into. You know, in the regular season, the the, the Nuggets took both games against the Miami Heat, but uh, as an eight seed, barely cracking in there, you know, having to go through the play-in tournament, uh, it's not uh, really surprising to hear that the number one seeded team in the Western Conference uh, swept that uh, regular season series. Uh, and in those matchups, Nikola Jokic had tremendous output. He had a great game. He really took it to Bam Adebayo, but Bam Adebayo really gave it back to him. You know, both guys playing to almost a stalemate. Obviously, the production of Jokic still trouncing and, uh, you know, far surpassing Bam's, but for Bam Adebayo and his general stat line, these were actually some of his better games. And he's not afraid of Jokic. He'll be able to go in there, and he's going to have the athletic uh, advantage. He'll be a little bit smaller, but he definitely makes up for it in his verticality and his athleticism. He might be able to kind of provide a bit of irritation to Jokic. I think that he can del- kind of delay him, maybe take away some of his shots, uh, take away some of his efficiency, because you know Jokic is going to be uh, the the center point of this offense. I don't think anybody's surprised to hear that. Uh but even then, Bam out of bio at his best, playing amazing basketball, it's still not going to be enough to take down the MVP. Uh, I, I do think Jokic is going to eat. I think he's going to you know, get all the points, all the rebounds, all the assists. He's going to have three triple-doubles plus. Like He's going to be insane in this finals. Uh, obviously... There we've seen guys that we've thought are going to, you know, be amazing playoff performers uh, all the way through, and then they kind of choke a little bit there in the finals. I'm really hoping that this doesn't happen, and I don't expect it to. Jokic has kind of been cool and calm throughout his entire career. He's never backed down from a big moment. I can't think of any times that Jokic has choked or crumbled under the pressure. He just goes out there. He's robotic in a good way because he just no matter the situation he plays the same he's still going to bring you great shots he's still going to move the rock to the right guy he's not changing how he plays just for one possession and that's why i think down the line of this game you know there's going to be close games it's the nba finals for god's sakes Jokic is going to be a deafening factor and uh, i i i don't think that bam Adebayo has proven that he's uh, ready to uh, guard a uh, 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 a player of Jokic's caliber, and I don't think there really is anybody in the NBA that can. So, I mean, that's less of a slight to Bam uh, and more of a, a, a props there to Jokic. So, look for Jokic to, to really give it to Bam, but I, I do see Bam be getting getting impressive stat lines, but you know, maybe not uh, you know getting the production that uh, is needed for his team to win. And the last thing that you know we need to look at here that could honestly maybe even change my pick on the NBA Finals. I mean, it, it would definitely I because I, right now you know I'm looking at. The Nuggets in six. That's my that's my official prediction here. But if Tyler Hero, who's rumored to maybe even be able to return around game three, game four, as much as people have focused on his defensive limits and uh, or limitations rather, and his defensive struggles, I don't think that Tyler Hero coming back hurts the Heat at all. You're telling me that the team that has had to rely on Caleb Martin to score 20 points per game could you know potentially get a guy who averaged 20 points per game throughout the entire season. Tyler Hero would be a huge plus, even if he just comes off the bench just to get some shots up, you know, plays 20 minutes a game, takes threes, uh, you know, maybe uh, gets Jimmy Butler some rest and just runs the offense because he's a good playmaker as well. He can shoot the ball from the midi. He can take it to the rim. He would be a sensational uh, re-addition to this team at the end of the playoff run. And you know he's going to be fired up. He's been sitting from the bench. He's probably, uh, you know, uh, just just salivating over the thought of finally getting back uh, into the NBA Finals and getting some minutes and, you know, getting out there and trying to win a championship, a historic championship as an eight seed. Uh, I, I, if Tyler Hero could come back, game three, let's say, most optimistic outlook I can think of, uh, at least is also the uh, the projection uh, and reports from uh, Miami at this point. If he comes back and he's able to play, this is going to game seven. It will go to Denver, and once it's a game seven, anything can happen. I, I, I still would obviously 
bet, put my bets, my official picks, on the Nuggets to take the win. But Tyler here, I I really do think could uh, you know make this Heat team just go over the edge, over the top, and maybe make them a championship uh, favorite uh, in the eyes of some fans out there. So let me know what you think of my NBA Finals prediction, Nuggets in six, uh, and let us know what your official NBA Finals predictions are at Big Dog Ball Talk. We're most active on Twitter, also on Instagram, and also on TikTok at Big Dog Ball Talk. Lastly, to finish out the podcast, some quick housekeeping news here on uh, the NBA uh, front office hirings uh, and, of course, behind the bench. The Detroit Pistons signing Monty Williams away from the Phoenix Suns. Oh, my goodness. It's blowing up. It's something going down over there in Phoenix. Uh, this is going to be a big offseason for them. Losing their head coach, Monty Williams, being signed as the highest paid coach now in the NBA, uh, almost a $10 million deal. This is insane uh the 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 pistons are you know fully committing to turning their rebuild into a uh, you know a, a playoff team this is a this is a lot of positive signs and positive changes i like the moves that the the pistons have been taking to try and build themselves into a legitimate organization they've got a lot of young talent in cunningham and ivy uh you know stewart duran like there's there's great talent to be developed there in detroit so now the only question is can monty williams blend and mesh with this young core you know we saw him do great things uh in the past new orleans uh, as well as uh, phoenix but obviously we've seen his limitations and to pay a guy this much money when he's not really done anything to deserve it and, and I, I i'm not saying that he doesn't he hasn't been an amazing coach throughout his career when i say he doesn't deserve it i'm just saying there's guys in the league that have won multiple championships or even just one championship and are currently unemployed uh in the nba head coach of the year things that you know monty williams has been close to doing but he's never done he's been the head coach uh, he's been the coach of the year but he's never ever ever hoisted the larry o'brien and we've seen him kind of be something that's held back a locker room i mean his beef with deandre eight and we don't know who fired the first shot but he can't be immature when he's playing with these guys and we don't know how every single pistons player is going to respond to the new coach they don't know how they're going to respond to the his his approach to how he speaks to them or what, how he conducts business uh you know in, in the practice facility if things don't work out here what does this say about monty williams i i, I think this is I, I said it before this firing i said it before the playoffs even started that maybe monty williams needs to be kind of looked at under a microscope a little bit more as well as a lot of coaches in the nba uh just in terms of how they beefed with their players as of late uh obviously uh you know you guys have heard jordan and i's opinion on nick nurse uh, also going to the philadelphia 76ers i don't even want to talk about that irrelevant fucking guy uh but that that one's going to be hilarious when joel Embiid's acl falls off the bone uh within i don't know a week of playing 48 minutes a game good luck there joel uh but i think that this is a uh this is a, an interesting acquisition i think it's better than the nick nurse hire if i'm being honest i just don't know how nick nurse is going to work in philadelphia but i think that monty williams can work in in, in, in the land of the pistons but it's a it's definitely one to watch because if things don't work out here this could be a, a telling sign of uh what what was going down in uh, in phoenix uh but who knows maybe uh in the offseason we'll get a little bit more juicy news about that but be back with us after game one of the nba finals uh jordan and i will be recapping uh hopefully very soon we'll be uh, throwing that update out there uh, once jordan is back in shape and back in commission to uh, be recording we will be out there giving his picks and uh recapping game one of the nba finals who knows maybe even game two depending on uh, when we get that episode out but stick with us it's the big dogs matt acorn no jordan Franklin. and as my good friend jordan always said oh matt uh can't record today uh, this is a uh, big dog ball talk